1: Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Hello and welcome to this week's Mallover Podcast, the only rugby podcast that gives you the news, views and opinion on the weekend's rugby action, all with a West Country accent. You can find us on Twitter, we are at Mallover Podcast. We are over Rugby Podcast on Facebook, uh, although we don't really post too much there. You can find all of our content on uh, Anchor, as well as Apple Podcasts and loads of other podcatchers, but you'll know that already if, you, uh, if you're already listening to this. Um, bit different this week, uh, it's just me and Doug. Good evening, mate. How you doing?
0: Hi, mate. Sorry if I sound a bit ropey. I'm uh, just speaking into my Mac at the moment. All my uh, podcast gear is in a different place, so. <laughs> nah, mate.
1: Out. It sounds it sounds absolutely adequate. Um, yeah, it's as I say, it's just me and Doug tonight. We've not done anything for a couple of weeks since the uh, since the success that was Ryanax Wine Racks <laughs> and uh, our pod that we did on the breaking news of Saracens and the rugby business. Um, And I wanted to thank everyone that got back to us on that. Genuinely, you know, I want to thank James and Ali that were on the podcast with us. James, obviously, from Rugby Saracens, who... um, Still
0: hasn't answered the question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the question's been asked many, many times. And uh, it was a bit like that leadership debate last night that I watched a little bit of. That was, that was almost James trying to uh, answer your question. Um, but some of the feedback that we received was absolutely incredible. And <clears throat> I must say, so for, from Facebook, from Twitter, Doug, you, a lot of people said that you epitomized pretty much 90% of every other rugby club fans view of the whole situation. So, uh, it 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 was great great feedback to receive.
0: Yeah, um, you know a lot of people may think uh, I just have it in for Saracens, but you know the the thing that's really done it for me. Like I'd I'd have been happy if they'd have just taken the punishment from the beginning. The thing that did it for me was the sort of arrogance and the, and the just bare faced cheek have everyone say we've done nothing wrong it's just it's still it's still winding me up i I listened to the pod for the first time tonight actually and um yeah it still made my blood boil a little bit you know the the whole we haven't cheated we didn't premiership rugby well i I heard a couple of interesting things along the lines of premiership rugby have acknowledged we didn't cheat Mm. yeah that's not actually what they said because premiership rugby would never actually use the words you cheated yeah so do you know that would well,
1: we... that, that was nowhere to go would it
0: yeah um in a legal framework they couldn't come out and say you cheated because it's definitive and it would be legally negligent to do that so um look, i i <laughs> The issue I have is that I don't think there's a pun. That I don't think there's a punishment that would have kept everyone happy. I don't think you can take their titles away, but at the same time, you take
1: the t- You take the titles away. That what's that going to achieve? It doesn't achieve. Yeah. anything.
0: It doesn't and make look, it. The one thing that occurred to me after the event, which is, I told you that um, I, I would likely come up with a thousand other things I wanted to say to James, but the the thing that's now bothering me is that these they can make these set up these businesses as one once off payments yeah you know so in terms of actually having to restructure players deals or lose players I don't think they're gonna to have to because those payments have been made and they're now historic so well that's
1: and that's the that's the question we were asking at the time wasn't it around well if they were breaking the rules then, Then coming into this season, they're still breaking the rules. And and obviously, it's become clear now that they're not
0: because they've made the they've set those companies up. That money is now,
1: yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the point I was making is that so they have been found to have been breaking the rules up until that point, but all that has now been dealt with. So, whatever is happening now all that money is, is been and gone through the books as it were mm.
0: so they've got so, away with it effectively because they're not going to get relegated well, they'll miss out on the European Cup unless they win it which I know is probably a long shot now that they've lost to ra- racing but uh, they've essentially they've essentially got away with it
1: Um, yeah you, you, you could argue that but if they're going to retain their premiership status which is more than likely they will I mean they the, the thirty five point deduction leaves them with minus twenty two points for this season, and I think the thirty five points off last season's total would have given them tenth place. I think, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm not mis- mistaken. So, you know, they should still comfortably retain you know that Premiership status unless at the end of this season they decide to ring fence when uh, when Newcastle come up this season. Anyway, can you imagine if Saracen still finish bottom? By for whatever whatever reason that might be, you know, this is probably going to be the the closest premiership in in history. Especially now, Saracens are not going to be leading the leading the pack. You know, if they do finish twelfth for some, you know, I say inexplicable reason, do you think? Do you think that that whole ring fencing thing will be? bought? Well, they've bo- promised that there's
0: going to be no ring fencing this year.
1: So imagine imagine the Saracens it, Cornish Pirates and Coventry
0: next year. <laughs> I'd love, I don't think I'd love anything more
1: It could, it could happen it could happen what What sticks in my throat a little bit is in in the statement they, they say, um, perhaps we have done the wrong thing for the right reasons in all of their statement. Not once did they say, did they apologise? No, they they say they they've they've recognised and they have been advised, and this stinks to me. And I was on um, I've been on the the Love Sport Radio a few times during the World Cup, and then uh, over the last couple of weeks, and and this stinks to me is a statement that's been prepared by the the media advisory company that they've employed to handle all of their um sort of corporate affairs as it were, and basically say, you know what, the best thing you can do for your public image of Saracens now is come out, accept the fine, accept the points deduction, try and move away from it as quickly as possible. Yeah. When before they had employed this company, you know, they were all very uh against admitting any wrongdoing whatsoever.
0: Yeah, right. But... I don't think there's a satisfactory conclusion, Russ. I think, you know, I've said that already. I I don't, I don't see there's any way that like the people who are, the people, the people of of, the fans of the clubs who have been sat by and been calling for this for years. I don't think it's going to be enough, but the Saracens fans are going to think it's too much. So they, they do seem to live in a parallel universe that I don't really understand where, you can be fined five million quid for something and still not admit you've done it. <laughs> yeah,
1: or or again apologize to PRL to their own supporters to the rugby community in general for carrying out this level yeah. of wrongdoing. You know, if you're going to hold your hands up, hold your hands up yeah. and and offer a little bit of remorse.
0: Yeah, that that would be nice. But it won't
1: happen. No. But
0: I just want okay. James to answer the question.
1: <laughs> I think everybody does. There was a lot of um smell my cheese, you mother. And uh <laughs> answer the question. Answer the oh, question. When in the later series where he was it was he talking to ever trying to talk to Emily mateless Answer the question. <laughs> answer the question. Fucking love it. I love it. Um that's let, should we should we leave this whole Saracens yeah, debacle the, or there? I, do you reckon
0: I could, I could go on for ages? I wanted to talk about um, Joe Marchant.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Joe Marchant.
0: And you know, we have been calling for it for a while uh, for young English players to go overseas and get some experience. I think it's a very good move. I'm hoping that more players will follow his lead. <clears throat> I'm not sure they will because of salary cap implications potentially. I mean, how good would George Furbank be in the Super Rugby? Oh, mate. You know, ghosting past non-existent defenders and, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Arm tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Running through
0: hands. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think this current generation of England players could really have used that. Um, I think players like Chris Robshaw, um, even Billy Van polar uh certainly our scrum halves, our current crop of scrum halves could have done with uh you know, playing playing behind packs that aren't allowed to compete for the ball. So uh so <laughs> None, presented the silver rucks. platter every single ruck. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think Ben Ben Young's could have really expanded his game by going and playing in New Zealand for a couple of years or Australia, you know? Well,
1: I, I had this discussion. I can't remember who it was with, but for all of his for all of his shortcomings as a player, James Haskell benefited immensely from taking a punt. He went to Stad, didn't he? Originally. He went to Stad. Yeah. And then he went um, played went for the Japan. Highlanders, went to Japan. He played for the Highlanders. Um and then he came back. And you know, whilst he was never the best rugby player he was never the best back rower in the world he was an infinitely better player i believe because of the experience that he drew from his time abroad totally. and and it never, wasn't good, but... no but he maximized every ounce of his potential by yeah. doing something like that and it just seems to me that there's such a reluctance maybe it's maybe it's fear Maybe it's just a little bit insular of, of English or British players in general, you know. Or you yeah. include the Irish, the, the Irish guys in that, where they say, well, oh, I don't need to go elsewhere because I can get everything I need here." Yeah. And doing what Quins have done with Joe Marchant and allowing this to happen, you know, what? <laughs> Imagine the, the favor being returned by the Blues and. Riku Ioani coming to play for Harlequins or whatever at some point, you know, yeah. those kind of relationships I think can only benefit not just the
0: English players but world rugby in general. Absolutely. I think the the, the not the non selection of overseas players while on the face of it seems a good thing, I think is actually detrimental to the England side. I think um the restriction of experience and personal growth and you know a little bit of personal liberty for these players to make their well, own choices it would actually be quite a good thing for the sport in general um, and and for the, the, the British game in, in, in general because you you get these players that could move overseas for a while and it would bring another crop of youngsters through. But I, I mean, I guess the thing that really prevents players coming from the UK to England is, or, or from the UK to New Zealand is is the money difference. I, I'm not sure what the difference would be, but someone that's playing in New Zealand, I don't think would would get anywhere near the money that, unless you're an all black, I don't think they're going to get anywhere near the cash that you're getting playing for Worcester or someone like that. Are you? you know? No,
1: absolutely. But if if you run a sort of a, a cyclic view of it and said well if you had to let's say i mean joe marchin is what tw- joe marchin's 23 and it feels like he's been around for a little while yeah he's was on the fringes of, of the world cup squad he goes and plays a season two seasons of super rugby potentially He signed a new contract with harlequin's the investment in that means Harlequins are going to get back injury. You know, fingers crossed, injury your side. Harlequins are going to get back a much better rugby player than when he left, because he would be that much more experienced. Now, what other rugby club? You know, your Worcesters, your your Northampton Saints. Like you mentioned, George Furbank there. You know, Alex Mitchell, um, Fraser Dingwall. You look at some of the Exeter, some of the Exeter guys that have come through and been very successful. But imagine during their progression, if they'd gone and spent a significant amount of time playing Super Rugby, how much better that would benefit England, Scotland, Ireland, whoever. Mm. My only question is how interested are Super Rugby in our youngsters? When I think, even even like Mitre ten, well, listen be mate, a
0: great. No, you, you say that, but um, Jeff Parlin walked straight into Super Rugby when he was pretty much washed. You know, why wouldn't they want young, exciting players? Uh,
1: it's it, it's a good point. It's a good question. And um, and the the like you say the likes of Furbank, Marchant. Um, I'm trying to think of some other examples now. Imagine imagine. Thakana or Thorley or um, yeah. McConaughey, now is a prime, a prime time for those guys to to potentially explore the same sort Absolutely. of thing.
0: Absolutely, the other thing, this this deal could be is a another fancy way of doing the salary cap. So if Martin signed a contract with Quinns, they then release him for that contract for six months to two years. He then gets paid by the Blues as well. Yeah, it keeps him. You know, double bubble basically.
1: Do you think? Do you think Holoquins would then continue to? I mean, obviously, depending on the ins and outs of the contract, but would they, would they continue to pay him whilst the the Blues were were paying him? Do you, you think be on a some sort well, of? Retainer, I mean, I don't or...
0: know. I, it could be. Could it be that he got a, a, quite a, a large signing bonus, and then is now getting paid by the Blues? So for this year, he's earning whatever he's earning? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. And and yeah, like you say, that that contract
1: as such, he signed a new contract now when the season's just started. That says, okay, this is what we're going to do for next season. So they're already planning yeah. the next season's salary cap to be able to yeah. to do something different. Yeah, I think... Um, it does make you think, doesn't it? As in, yeah, you
0: know... But I, uh, I also think, it, you know, the, the heart of it is a good thing. Look at Piers Francis. He went away a Bedford player and came back in England International.
1: Yeah. You
0: right, know? Exactly that. So, I, d- I don't think it in in any way would be a bad thing. And I think a lot of young lads will be looking at that going, I fancy a bit of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like you say, you know, if it, if it is, or even... Thought upon a, a fancy way of <clears throat> working the salary cap to a certain extent, you know. Actually, the guy's still playing rugby. It's a, it's a rugby-related decision.
0: You're yeah. not
1: investing in a in a Cayman Islands investment business or uh, you know some sort of consultancy that doesn't exist. It's just you know you're going away to play rugby to learn your trade. To, yeah. To come back a better player to invest that again in the club.
0: Absolutely.
1: Fair play to him, though. It, it, it's a it's a brave old move, and you know one that's going to no doubt benefit him because. You know, well, he's Jack, going to be playing
0: Bowden Barrett every week. <laughs> yeah,
1: inside Uwani and out outside Uwani, and no, inside Uwani and outside Barrett.
0: Maybe. Yeah, you could argue. You could argue that he's had a step down at fly half.
1: <laughs>
0: Marcus, what Marcus Smith to Bowden
1: Barrett?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. If there, if there was ever a player that would do all right in Super
1: Rugby, Arthur <laughs> Smith. Man. Yeah, agreed, agreed. He is he is a very good player. Um, I just wanted to to go back very quickly when we did the last episode, we um, we introduced a hashtag called Rugby Business. Did you see many of those rugby businesses? I saw a few, yeah. So, Winex, Ryan Rack, so racks? I, I almost wanted to exp- expand that a little bit further, sort of racks, Luxury Wine Racks. I think it was just the fact that it, it just appeared in my brain out of nowhere. Um, ben, Ben used this, uh, sinkler Sprinklers, so <laughs> gar- garden watering business. Um, we had Marlin's Yards, Landscape Gardener. Uh, Dan Bridges, um, who suggested Gerbrand, uh, Gerbrand Gob- Grobler. Expert Cobbler, <laughs> as well as uh, Creels on Wheels, Jack, Jack Creels on Wheels. Um, obviously, you came up with Dave Ribbons, Rave Ribbons, which was <laughs> exceptional. Um, what else did we have? We had uh, Fafs Spaffs, which was a uh, a sperm donor company from Faf the Clerk, which was from, um, from Matt. Uh, at shanghai one of our long-time listeners who also came up with george's fur bank which george fur bank runs an illegal fur amnesty drop-off point <laughs> <laughs> not so much a business but uh a good a good one to to come up with george cruises george's cruises a not so impartial uh travel company what else did we have um obviously the one we forgot were burgers burgers that was straight yeah. from saracens they could have yeah. had both of those
0: well, burgers, burgers was one of the original rugby,
1: yeah, idea for a show.
0: Rugby content, wasn't it? Rugby
1: content, but we did get we did get a lot, um, we did get a lot of suggestions. So thank you to everyone that 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 tweeted in with that. It was something that really gained a bit of momentum. It might have been half trending for a little bit. Um, one of my favourites, Jim, rugby betting says says, uh, Rodney RU and Shout Brits surprisingly team up to police a post-Brexit Britain. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which is very niche, but I like it. I like it a lot. So uh, if you do come up with any more, it's hashtag Ruby Business. Um, so, yeah, Nathan Katz hats.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, that's, uh, we're just essentially just rhyming now, aren't we? Yeah, but um, that's good. Uh, <laughs> J- J- Jackson Ray's Wax and Spray.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which either could be a car valeting company or a uh, beauty and tiling parlor <laughs> so let, let's leave those there um, this weekend was the first weekend of the European rugby Doug I know you were at the darts you've been at the the grand slam of darts was it the grand slam of darts
0: Gowin Price defended his title
1: I saw him beat Michael Van Gerwen yeah, unfortunate for the big yep. bold baby. For the big bold baby, if only you could grow the it.
0: hardest people to operate a camera on in the world. Really, there's no, there's no hard edges on him, so you can't <laughs> find focus. <laughs> he, everything just looks out of focus when you're looking at him.
1: <laughs> there's no hard edges, there isn't. On Michael see it's, so
0: it's impossible to find focus on Michael Vangeland, I promise. Okay, so maybe you should grow a beard or
1: a mustache or something just to. I
0: take mean, the its, I don't um,
1: think he's capable.
0: He's smooth. <laughs> smooth to the touch. Um, um, yeah, I watched... Um, what did I watch? I watched some. Yeah. Uh, I watched a bit of Sale Glasgow today. I watched most of Northampton against yeah. Lyon. Um, I watched some of Sarry's racing. I watched... Yeah, I watched a fair bit. Yeah. Good.
1: Well, it all kicked off on Friday night. Um, Joe Simpson versus uh, Toulouse. And what Toulouse looked very, very good. I've got to, got to give them that. They will be, as always, an absolute powerhouse in this year's competition, um, which I've no doubt will be dominated by French sides and Leinster, I'd imagine, um, predictably. But Toulouse on, on Friday, it started really slowly. Um, but having said that, too basically length of the field tries from Joe Simpson in the first 20 minutes really caught them, caught them off guard. What Gloucester failed to do was kind of really put the game away Toulouse Just kept eating back at them, eating back at them. There was a lot of niggly penalties. Um, who's the the Welsh? It was um, Whitehouse, ben Whitehouse,
0: Ben Whitehouse,
1: who is uh, modern day Steve Walsh. Yeah. Just a bit podgier and less attractive. Um,
0: that's a that's
1: a matter of opinion. <laughs> I suppose it is, <laughs> and that, but but that's my opinion. Um, and yeah, it, it's hard to to know too to to say too much about the game in general because it was kind of it was it was kind of masked a little bit by those two Simpson tries, which I think flattered Gloucester a little bit because you know without those the score would have been a lot more convincing than what it was.
0: Well, I mean, I guess it, you know, if you're looking at it realistically, they, you know, they being to lose should, should be battering Gloucester. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a Gloucester side with still without a few South Africans to come back. Um, without Willie Hines, who's quite an important player for them. Um, yeah, no, sorry, they didn't surprise me at all, really. Um, one thing that stood out for me this weekend was the players are just getting so gobby, aren't they? Yeah. Did you see the the the? I was watching Glasgow Sale today, and the the Glasgow scrum half horn. It, it was embarrassing the way he was going on. And he got told to stop three or four times by the referee, but you know, no action. I, something's got to be done about it because it's 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 becoming a little bit embarrassing for the game. I think
1: well especially as you can hear it all over the microphone Yeah, it's just you know, yeah. when you can hear so I mean scrum are chirpsy at the best of times but when when it's broadcast over television and you can hear every single word that they're saying it's going to put a lot of
0: people off and it's going to wind a lot of people up I mean you're yeah. a yeah, scrum arts you know yeah I, but I think you know once, once you get Told right, that's enough. That needs to be enough, you know. Um, and I don't think the referees are following through on it. it. To me, it's worse than the high. Like I'd rather get rid of that than the high tackles. Yeah. Do you
1: know
0: what no, I mean? well,
1: Yeah. Let's not because let's that's not something time, that no.
0: you can see. That's something. It's something that's a controllable outcome. So. You make the conscious decision to gob off at a referee. A lot of times, you don't make a conscious decision to tackle someone high. It just, yeah. it's, you know, an accident. It, it's it's an never e- an accident gobbing off.
1: It's an it's an easy fix as well, isn't it? All the referee, yeah. uh, the first time he does it, it's a warning. The second yeah. time, it's a yellow card. Yeah. Or oh, sorry, the first time it's captain sort him out. Yeah. Your team got a warning. Time, yeah. Second time yellow card. Yeah. It will stop
0: pretty soon. And it you you hear it every breakdown. It's uh, holding on, holding, 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 you know. Offside every city it's it it's too much.
1: It's got it's too much now. It, it's hard to know where it's coming from a lot of the time, but in that instance, like with with Peter Horn for for Glasgow, Peter Horn? Is it Peter Horn?
0: I think is, so, yeah. There's two um, there's a fly yeah. half and a scrum
1: half. I reckon the scrum half is not Peter i think peter's the 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 say um the center right but either way um, george horn george horn yeah but when it's when it's like that when it's a scrum half at the back of a ruck talking to the referee like that that's when you can give a warning and that's when you yeah. can give a card i think the the more you imply that i think it would just send the shockwave's through and it would, it, it would stop everybody else doing it and just let the referee start to referee again. Yeah. Um, Saturday, Saturday's games, Bath Ulster was on channel four, a uh, decent game at the rec Ulster getting home with a, with a good try. Um, John Cooney, who looks like he's putting himself in a, a decent position for, um, Whose job? The other guy, Connor Murray's job. He
0: looks a very good player, John Cooney. Yeah, he's been there or thereabouts, hasn't he? But there seems, Ulster players seem to have to play that much better to get into the island side than... Yeah. How how many lengths the Scrum halves went to the World Cup? Too many. I think two of them went, didn't they?
1: (laughs) And so many, I can't even name them. Yeah. And Marmion didn't.
0: Weird. Yeah. Um... But um yeah. you know, he's a very good player. A very
1: good player. And and you mentioned Marmion there, he he was mooted to be going to Saracens, wasn't he? But he's yeah. just he's just been signed up with the IRFU again. So yeah. uh that's not happening anymore. Um but baff- are
0: you what are you banging around on your desk?
1: Am I banging around, am I? Yeah. Are you, are you
0: tapping thinking? something or rolling something around? No. Try not to. Oh, Sorry please. about that. Sorry if you've heard right. that, listeners.
1: Sorry about that. Um The big result, actually, from Saturday, when you when you look at it, obviously, uh, Leinster beat Benetton at home, which you'd expect. Claremont destroyed Harlequins. Again, they weren't in the, uh, the Champions so That's the other races. game I watched, sorry. Harlequins and Cl- Claremont and
0: Harlequins. Yeah. They're good, aren't they, Claremont? Claremont are very good. Uh, Tom Lawday, Yeah, former ex X- 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 to back row. He's, he's exceptional. Very good player. Best player for Harlequins for me, by far. It. it it seems a strange
1: one, but maybe the the wealth of talent X had at their disposal in the back row meant that he wanted to just go somewhere and find some more regular game time.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I understand it, but I would have thought that he would be cheaper than keeping, for example, um, an, an older Armand, Armand or um, Kvesic, you know. Those, those kind of players. I would have thought he would have, um, he'd have been the one they want to keep. But
1: Well, they yeah, they, yeah it's, it's a strange one, isn't it, for, for Exeter? Um, but that does bring us all nicely to Exeter, who have historically struggled a little bit in Europe, um, uh, who went to La Rochelle and handed them a bit of a beatdown, which I don't think many people were expecting. Um, tactical kicking, forward intensity, you know they they well they they beat them thirty one twelve in La Rochelle um really setting themselves up nicely in that pool,
0: yeah I mean, it's about time that they smash someone in europe uh but, you know I'd like to see them kick on from that hope hopefully we can get extra in the knockout phase and and see how far they can go yeah i think well, it's telling that they they're Premiership form isn't quite what it should be. Yeah. But they've gone to La Rochelle and pasted them. You well, know. I
1: think I think they um they bought a few a few back in, didn't they? Henry Slade, um, who did play against uh Bristol the other week when they lost. Um Vermeulen seems to be a very shrewd signing. Nick White has, has been back in. Um but yet yeah, the the stalwarts are there, the the uh Jack and uh, And <laughs> Uh, obviously, Jack Yendall, Harry Williams, Jack Yendal. Yeah, for, for those for those of you that have never heard that before, we, when we we're at the Premiership final a couple of years ago, Doug Ben and I, I inadvertently called Jack Yendall Jack Yendall <laughs> for no, for absolutely no apparent reason, um, and that and that seems to have, have stuck a little bit. Uh, they obviously welcomed back Sam Simmons as well, who is massive for them, and like we mentioned, their strength in depth in the back row, you know, with back row of Simmons for Mule and Ewers. Uh, they had Armand on the bench and no Kvesic even in the squad. So, you know, there, there's plenty going on at Exeter. Um,
0: absolutely.
1: and yeah, fingers crossed that they can, they can progress. Um, Munster beat the Ospreys. I mean, Welsh provincial rugby is absolutely gash anyway, isn't it? So <laughs> let's, 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 who cares? Yeah. Let's not go too far into that. Um, S- semi-surprising result on Sunday is Connacht beat Montpellier twenty three twenty. I didn't see. I didn't see the game, so I can't talk no. too much about it. But um, you'd think that that was a, a slightly um, surprising result, given uh, given the players Montpellier have got their disposal, and also Northampton beating Leon. Not just beating Leon, Doug, keeping up there. Excellent start to the season, and Leon are top of the the Pro 14, uh, top 14, top of the top 14 at the moment, and beating teams left, right, and centre. Yet they go to the Gardens and get their asses handed to them.
0: Well, they didn't get their asses handed to them. Um, Boyd was particularly unhappy with certain elements of our game. I think the scrum is a massive worry. Um, It seems to go backwards. (laughs) There was one scrum where um, Lewis Ludlam was packing down and Leon got a shove on and it was like he was on ice going backwards. Like his legs were fully extended behind him, but he was just sliding backwards. It's like, we've got to sort that out because we can run the ball all we like, but we're not going to beat teams in knockout rugby if we can't scrummage.
1: So who was it? Hayward, Painter and Waller in the front row?
0: Yeah, and then, I mean, Franks came on. And won a penalty won a couple of penalties from the scrum after that but you know it is a concern
1: yeah I mean it has to be if you can't secure ball on on your own um set piece you think how many scrums there are a game um but you did mention there the the exciting youth the back line you Collins uh, furbank dingwall didn't play did he no but it was must have been was it Francis Francis and Hutchinson Oh Hutchinson yeah, Hutchinson, Hutchinson. Yeah. he's very good, isn't he? Yeah how did he not go to the World Cup? because Scotland knew better <laughs> well clearly clearly they did <laughs> um, lots of people are raving about Rory Hutchinson um he's a very good player. We need to uh, to be considering him for the Scotland side for the Six Nations, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Um which is great news for us.
1: <laughs> well, at least you'd have all your, your young English players available and your South Africans. Yeah. Jacoba's Rhyme Racks, Wine Racks
0: <laughs> and ribbons. So you can get ribbons some time ribbons. off for Boss or sorting out some time off. <laughs> have you seen have you seen the thing that Canterbury have re signed to deck out the Lions for the twenty twenty one tour? No. And they're doing a thing whereby any club that has produced a lion will get a special Canterbury kit made. Oh wow. Lion's Origin Kits. I saw it on um Rugby Shirt Watch. Yeah. Which is run by Josh Josh Gardner of um Blood and Mud. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Look who it's from.
1: No way. Yeah. And Andy Hose. Oh, so for the, well, it's a very, very niche but uh, there
0: um, you go. i have to decline
1: it.
0: Sorry, Uncle Holmes. I'll it's call you back.
1: <laughs> quite a classic podcast. Yeah. Um, but Uncle Holmes, well, there you go. That's a blast from the past. Yeah. Um,
0: he's probably pissed. Um, yeah, so you get the, the Canterbury saying any club that produced a lion can get a specially made kit with lion's origin. Um, wow. Uh, stuff done to it which I think is pretty cool and also a way of uh, Canterbury rinsing some money out of unsuspecting fans
1: (laughs) well I can imagine there'll be a fair few Penzance Newlin people with a uh, with a Lions top
0: uh, Uh, so if you if you do know of a club or you're part of a club that has produced a British and Irish Lion I would put your committee onto Canterbury because you could get your first team a free kit
1: oh pirate sandwiches love it <clears throat> um that's good that's real good i, I yeah. mean i like it from canterbury it's, it's an absolutely you know genius commercial exercise isn't it yeah yeah you know. i saw you you did a you saw a, a shirt an old saracen shirt today didn't you <laughs> Just get about the Saracens. <laughs> Talking about poking the bear. That, I just couldn't resist laugh. it,
0: mate. I could not resist it. Um, it's too good. Yeah, I may have made a joke about Canterbury. Really, uh, sorry, Saracens releasing a kit that was something to do with their first ever. What was it? First ever game against Harlequins or something? Yeah, and like re-
1: nineteen twelve or something, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And I'm, I may or may not have commented that that was the last time they complied with salary cap regulations. <laughs>
1: um just touching on saracens we've not spoken about them this evening um that that first of all the racing stadium is somewhere else in there have
0: you have you ever worked i can people just it's a fucking building man who cares it's only got three sides not let's just relax a bit let's relax a bit
1: it was like a shit it was like a it was almost like the bloody
0: super bowl it Mate, it's got a plastic pitch, three sides, and a big telly. It's a, it's a, it's a stadium. Fair enough. Have you obviously you've you've
1: worked there and you've been no. there and oh you haven't? No. Just don't don't get hard on for it. Like, I just the don't get a
0: boner for stadiums, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you spend your life in them, though. To be
0: fair, big empty buildings with seats in and not enough leg room.
1: Oh, mate. Fair enough. Um, but Saracens. Got beat pretty convincingly. The team they put out, you know, it had some lions in it, had a couple of World Cup stars in it, but on the whole, it was we're going to mail this in this season, isn't it
0: may maybe. Um,
1: I mean, to be fair, that even that side, the side that Saracens power, I reckon, even Saracens youth side or Pump Munster, uh, sorry, Ospreys. Not ago, yeah, they'll pump the Ospreys.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find the Saracens team because I'm I'm already um, a couple of weeks into this Saracens um, debacle. I'm already getting a bit bored of the oh look how look how young our side is. Um Maitland, so, Tomkins, Vinopola, Spencer, Skelton. Singleton, Lamasatelli, Skelton, Azikwe, Earl and Ray. With Joe Gray, Vincent Cock, Joel Kapoku, and uh, Damian Williamson, and, and uh, Duncan Taylor on the bench. So yeah, it must have been a nightmare for you, Saracens, to have only only the thirteen internationals in your team this week. You know, cry me a bloody river. <laughs> Let
1: let's let's not talk anymore about Saracens.
0: Russell, there, wrong.
1: You're not wrong. No, and I and I wouldn't tell you so. so they were
0: missing George. Farrell Farrell, Billy, Billy, and um the other Villapola. So I mean, five players. Marco. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on. It's not like you're having. It's not like you're having to get guest players in, is it? No, that'll probably be later in the season, like A League, like A League like games.
1: Yeah, like like when they bought. Put Chris, pirates Christian Judge in last season. Yeah, because they they were lacking front row options. Anyway, boiling know. my piss, mate. It's boiling my piss. Bloody Saracens. Yeah. Let, let's leave Saracens there. Yeah, we've um just wish that bugger off.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, don't be too hard on us. We only cheated for five years. Oh, mate. Oh, we're we're always in hospitals telling all the poorly people they're all right. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, on that note, and we've got a wheelchair rugby team and a girls team. I'm oh, sorry, women's, ladies, ladies. Women's is it women's women's rugby or ladies? No, it's women's rugby isn't it? Isn't that it does. the same thing? I would have thought so, but semantics, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, we'll there are, right, and there have been semantics.
1: There has, there have been semantics in Saracens <laughs> um, this weekend. More Champions Cup, Ulster versus Claremont. We've got on Saturday, the English size. Northampton are going to Italy to take on Benetton. Uh, yes, Sar- I'll be there. Are you, are you working there? Yeah. Get all the best jobs. <laughs> um Saracens, Ospreys. I mean, Saracens could put out the under-14s and pump the Ospreys, I think. Uh to lose Exeter versus Glasgow, which I think will probably be uh for me the game of the weekend, not just because I follow Exeter. Leon Leinster, which also has potential. Uh Queens versus Bath and Munster versus Racing. Anyone uh, interested in Quins v. Bath in the Champions Cup? No, didn't he, no, so. no. And uh yeah, old oh, Munster traveled uh racing's via Neuzig travel to uh Munster. On Sunday, we have uh, Sale versus La Rochelle and Montpellier versus Gloucester. So go well to all the English teams. Everyone else, not too bothered. (laughs) Except (laughs) Saracens. Um, Any other rugby-related stuff you want to talk about, mate? No. No? Any other business-type stuff you want to talk about?
0: Why don't you go first?
1: So there's there's a few things to to any other business about one of which um is quite sad but i've talked about that on on other podcasts i don't really want to get into it other than um a friend of a friend through podcasting and american football lost the battle of cancer unfortunately that's that's really sad um and you know left behind a young family diagnosed and deceased within a approximately two weeks which is just fucking mental so uh make sure if you've if you're feeling ill if you're not too sure go and get yourself checked out because you're better off knowing uh better to be safe than sorry than with what's going on with your health so don't take any risks but I will talk about um foot- manager sackings in football my my follow Tottenham Hotspur and they sacked their manager last night who you know, they're not doing very well this season, but he's led them to the Champions League final. Did lots of different things, and they replaced him with Jose fucking Mourinho because he's won some stuff. Not not remembering leaving behind absolute fucking trails of devastation when he left Chelsea, Man United the same. You know Chelsea are pretty much only just recovering now, getting back to the, the sort of the heights they were they were at, and it just. Makes you wonder what, you know, it's a business, isn't it? It's commercial, it's results and nothing else matters other than results. And it's just, you know, you should be used to it by now or I should be used to it by now, but just not, just not used to it. And it's it's
0: bullshit really, I think. Um. Yeah. As I said to James last week, um, when he mentioned that Saracens is a business, it's a business to everyone except the fans. Yeah, the fans care, we care. Well, to say, you know, I think the people that are running the business care, they care about the business, they don't care about the fans. Um,
1: no, but the fans are the ones that come through the turnstiles and buy the kits. and
0: Yeah, which, you know, it's a bit of a misnomer now to say that the sports teams are, you know, only there because of the people that go through oh. the turnstiles. That's now, that's now, you know. It's a by-product. Yeah, that's now like the, the game would continue if no one went to the stadium because yeah, of all that advertising and television money. Like the, the game doesn't need people to go and watch anymore. But when decisions like what happened with Pochettino are made, it's not really any way out of it. No, <laughs> you know. Um,
1: from what, what, what maybe what wound me up even more about this whole situation was people like, whinging and moaning about sacking Pochettino last night and saying, oh, you know, all the rumours about Jose and and they're all going, oh, like, Twitter was awash with fucking morons, as per usual. Oh, fucking Jose this, Jose that. And I've seen the same people tweet this morning, oh, on reflection, I think it's a, the right thing for the club and and Jose's a good appointment. I'm like, the fuck are you smoking, mate? You know, it just... <laughs> You've changed your tune in in twelve hours or less than twelve hours because you're being swayed by what people by people on Sky Sports News and the the pundits are saying. Fucking grower set.
0: Yeah, um, I honestly don't think Mourinho is a bad manager. I don't think he was backed at Man United. Um, he ha- he does have a proven track record of winning wherever he's gone. But I think. The problem for Spurs fans is that he may win stuff, but he's not going to move you forward. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like winning, but but standing still. Yeah.
1: I yeah. I also I also don't like the fact that it was seemingly pretty much a done deal before Pochettino had left. And again, But if, na- you're, top, naivety. if, you're,
0: if you're Daniel Levy, what are you going to do? Yeah. No, I, I, know, I understand. You know Mourinho's sitting on the set of Super Sunday and you've yeah. just sacked your manager... Yeah, what, yeah, what do do? No, I get What's it. What's the it's, alternative? It's Eddie a business Howell? decision. It's a can business afford, decision, isn't it? Yeah. Can you afford Eddie Howe to come in and take three years to get to the same position that Pochettino's at? Also, you don't know. Like I I think I text your, you know, I I spoke to you yesterday about how it's actually, I think, potentially less about um the results and more about what's going to happen in January, I think there's potentially something going on along the lines of Pochettino wanting some cash, they wouldn't give it to him, or Pochettino wants to keep a player that they didn't want to keep because they've had a good offer. I think there'll be some kind of political power struggle in the club. Yeah. And unfortunately for Pochettino, when you're run by a conglomerate like Enoch, who see results in numbers, I think that Levy has outperformed Pochettino in that regard. Tottenham have a solvent. They make a lot of money. Yeah. And that's the bottom line for a for a company like Enix.
1: It's funny, isn't it? Because people spent years mocking Arsenal when they built the Emirates about, you know, paying for the stadium, breaking even, not spending a lot of money, you know, sneaking into the Champions League, finishing fourth and just doing it consistently. This is what Spurs have been doing for the last three years, pretty much.
0: Yeah. There's, only, there's only the only teams that can compete now are Chelsea, City and Liverpool. I don't really know how Liverpool are doing it. Well, I do. I think Liverpool have got the most exceptional manager in world football. But I think the day he goes, that'll be the end of Liverpool. Yeah. Because they, they can't compete financially with City and Chelsea. No. And, it's, and, it's and United to a certain extent. extent well no United can't either they can't they can't compete with the spending power of not with
1: City they can't compete Boston.
0: with City because it's not ready cash is it
1: no but it's it's the it's the business it's the bigger business picture I suppose but, yeah. yeah anyway enough anyway what enough I'd give uh,
0: Northampton to have you know the money from the sale of Harry Kane Yeah, <laughs> you know could uh, put another tier on Franklin's Gardens so that no one had seen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mate, when you start winning stuff again, because Chris Boyd has turned shit around, like he <laughs> already has.
0: Mate, we we've expanded the gardens to the point where we can't fill it.
1: And then, what's worse, having a stadium of empty seats or having a stadium? Well, it's team? not a lot
0: of empty seats, but it's unsightly because the gardens was always heaving. Yeah, but there you go.
1: There you go. What's your? Have you got any other anything you want to chat
0: about? Uh, well, I watched season three of The Crown today. What's The Crown? Uh, it's the Netflix show about the royal family. All right, I, it's, I, blo- I, it's bloody brilliant. Is it, but I, is it actually about the royal family? Well, it's like a, a, a dramatization a docu- of um, British history, really, more so than just the royal family. It's sort of so. For example, in in series three, there's an episode about. Um, uh, what's the name um, there, there's a Welsh village a Welsh mining village in the 60s that got uh, a school got buried underneath oh a... yeah and
1: the, the, and the slag the slag was it the slag
0: heat thing yeah Ren Fan or something like that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. there's an episode about uh, the miners' strikes there's an episode about um... is, it, is there an episode about a
1: princess getting murdered in a tunnel
0: that's coming up in series four I believe oh wow okay yeah um so they're, they're you know it it's very good for sort of intertwining historical british events a and bit it's just it's just an incredibly made piece of television the sets and the costumes <clears> and, like, if you're a fan of television it's it's worth watching just for the production values alone it's incredibly well made but cool. it's also you know for someone that likes a bit of history it is quite good
1: as well. Um, I'll look forward to the episode of one of the Queen's sons going to parties that aren't parties or not yes. being able to. And that was another one of a fucking answers. Listen, question. Rush, you, you took an oath to that woman. Yeah, but I didn't take an oath to one of her sons. Have you seen the, have you seen the Venn diagram that's floating around? No. That's um, The middle of the Venn gra- diagram is things that have gone to shit since Fergie left, which yeah, is pr- Prince Andrew. Black-eyed peas and Manchester United, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which is very you could
0: good. argue uh, Glasgow Rangers.
1: You you could argue That's you could argue friends.
0: that. Or not um, certainly
1: not Barry. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so there was that, and I went to top golf last night.
1: How, how I've never been to a top golf. I want to go to a top. I'm golf. sure we went to top golf in Watford when we were both. Uh, mate, I never went to top golf in Watford.
0: Uh, I pop, pop my nose into Bentley Priory as well. well. It's not there anymore, is it? Just the houses. See the gaff where the uh, old guard room used to stand. Oh really? What on yeah, the way? You know way that is? football pitch behind the main guardhouse? Yeah. That's now a fucking huge house. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Well. That's by the by. Uh, Yeah, top golf, really good fun. But I went down afterwards and they've got one of those picker machines, you know, the ones where you sort of move it up and across.
1: Oh, the grabbers?
0: Yeah, I had a pound, so I popped a pound in. was promptly told no one ever wins on those things. First grab, mate. What, what did you win? Uh, a bow peep, uh a bow <laughs> peep doll from Prince <laughs> from Toy Story 4. Lovely stuff. Yeah. So uh yeah, first time I've ever seen that happen as well. So if you do see those grabber machines, it is possible to get stuff out of them. They're they're rigged though, 100 percent Well they're not. I literally got something out of one last night. Yeah, but they are rigged in general. Not it's not a winner every time, is it? Well, what is? Won't be much of a. Where's where's the uh where, where's the value in producing the machines if you win a twelve quid doll every time you put fifty p in? Uh, it's, that's not a twelve quid doll either. It is. It's a genuine like Toy Story four. You know the one ones you get from the Disney shop.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Now yeah. we're just chatting. Now we're just chatting about life on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we, maybe we ought to just change, like talk a little bit of rugby and then just loads of other random life stuff. I'm, maybe people I'm listen
0: to that i'm going if you are i'll talk about anything to anyone and whenever the, and the last one was um there's a line in happy gilmore where happy gilmore says to his mate i was the only person on my team or in the league that got suspended for taking my skate off and trying to stab someone with it <laughs> that right. in the nfl last week <laughs> i did miles garrett yeah Took his helmet off and tried to break well, someone's head with
1: no, it. Didn't he take the quarterback's helmet? He took Mason Rudolph's helmet off. Yeah, and um, tried to
0: cave his skull in with it.
1: Yeah, so with his own helmet.
0: Yeah, Amazing. tried to bludgeon an opposition quarterback to death with their own helmet.
1: And and for those who don't know, Mason Rudolph's basically a child as well. So <laughs> uh, yeah, had a bit of child abuse to that,
0: um, mate. And and one one last thing, Russ. We're heading into week twelve and thirteen of our main fantasy football league
1: and it's
0: it's squeaky bum time, isn't it? It certainly is. <laughs> it certainly is. I, I on the game I, back. Man, you, Craig and my mate Neil. I beat
1: Neil back. I beat Neil this week. Yeah. And he needed five points from Damian Williams. And yeah. he didn't he didn't get them.
0: I traded for a player, left him on my bench, and if I'd started him I'd have won. Oh.
1: shit yeah, happens. Yeah. There you go right we're gonna go because this yeah. is just this is just chatter um on that note mate it's been a pleasure we are gonna be back regular um Monday nights maybe not from next week because I've got a shitty golf meeting but we'll be back oh I know yeah told you that before
0: oh, you you, you Ben and Phil, you, you golf flanker you Ben and Phil can do it if you want that's fine i'll, leave I'll, it try, to I'll boys. try i'll try and uh, corral them because uh, yes monday nights we need to get back to doing monday nights we owe it yeah. to the people give the people we, what they want
1: we do owe it to the people and the people have said they've missed us and then some people said you do it for free it's a free podcast don't worry about it. don't apologize to us I'm like yeah that's that's nice but you've got you know. to
0: give the people what they want mate. and what the people want is bang average rugby chat and a load of stuff about our own lives <laughs> <laughs> escapism <laughs> yeah.
1: Mate, I love it. Thanks, thanks for joining me, and uh, it's a pleasure as always. I'll speak I to like you soon. It. Go well. Sports Social Podcast Network.